Once Upon a Time in Adequately Advanced Magic. Should we figure out what our next move is now? The three of you do the thing where someone finds a piece of red string and a bunch of thumbtacks. The three of you take a look at the train files. It's now Tuesday, and then the train is going on Wednesday. Seems like the hard part's getting to the train when it's moving so fast without having to stop it. Do we need a vehicle or something? Oh, didn't, didn't we store a vehicle somewhere? As you approach, you see a pretty sizable hill giant, and he has your motorcycle, and he's just like, Vroom! Is there something we could give you for the motorcycle? Rory like nut. And I hand him one of the Gymo vouchers. And I even go through the steps of explaining where the museum is. As the three of you open the door, you are greeted by one or two spotlights. And it's hard to see, but you hear a familiar voice go, Oh, look who it is. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. have just opened up the front doors to Constance's warehouse and outside you see Virginia and Galazar along with a couple of police cars and a pretty decent number of police officers. The fuzz. They've blocked off the entrances to the front of the warehouse. Are they outside? Yeah, they're outside. Okay. Uh, Can we close the door? (laughs) (laughs) Close the door and lock it. (laughs) (laughs) And then deploy all the uh, violent art. Oh, yeah, we have the violent art. (laughs) And I think she's got another one, too. So, And then go out the back way. I don't know if there's a back way. Two violent arts, but yeah. Let's close the door. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. First, First, Virginia is like, come on, Audrey, give it up. If you come back, we can can fix everything. It wasn't your fault. Hmm. Audrey sort of has like a deer in the headlights look. And then she snaps back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. (laughs) And she says, sorry, Virginia, I can't. I gotta do this one my own way. Everybody do a perception check. Perception. Perception. Fifteen. Haha, I got a natural one. So did I. (laughs) So plus two, plus one, so I got two total. I don't have any plus, so it's just still a one. Niklaus and Jack, the two of you are also pretty surprised by the sudden turn of events. Oh. See, see no, what happened was it was kind of relatively dark inside and we lifted it. And all we see is like bright glare coming in. <laughs> you don't see anything. Just her voice. A bunch of shining. Yeah. Colored lights. Yeah. Yep. Sun glinting off the officer's cars. Wait, so we're, we're at night, right? We're like early morning or it's, middle of the night. Yeah, because we're supposed to catch up with the train sometime yeah. after 8 a.m yeah here you notice two things actually the first is this 
sort of weird rumbling coming from the ground. It seems like something very large is heading your way. The second thing is that from behind you, you hear some shuffling, and you hear Constance sort of moving around behind Assembling you. Assembling a large <laughs> artillery piece. <laughs> First thing I'm going to do is Hercule will just drop to one knee and put his hand on the ground and try and sort of get a better sense of what that rumbling is. Yeah. Do a investigate check. 15 again. I'm rolling dice in the double digits today, so I'm feeling a lot better than last week. Yeah, there's a very large vehicle approaching your position. Is it tracked or is it wheeled? Can I tell? Or just big? You get the sense that based on the fact that there's rumbling on the ground, it's making physical contact with the earth. Okay. And hence it is either wheeled or tracked and probably not levitating. Okay. Jack and Niklaus, do you guys want to do anything? Jack hides. Jack tries to get out of the way and out of the doorway and hides, but draws his weapon. And hides. And hides. (laughs) (laughs) He runs back into the art room. (laughs) So the only thing that's happened is Virginia talked and then Audrey responded, right? Pretty much. Also, you saw me like drop down and put my hand on the ground and it's probably a little unusual. I'm assuming you're just taking cover because I have no idea. (laughs) 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 Well, Niklaus doesn't do anything. But he is, he's not going to prepare the spell, calm emotions, but he's getting ready to prepare the spell, calm emotions, <laughs> if he needs to. <laughs> yeah, the, from the sounds of footsteps, you can hear a bunch of people start approaching you, Uh-oh. approaching your position at the, in the doorway of the warehouse. And rather suddenly from behind where the police cars are parked, you hear an absolutely loud crashing noise as you see what appears to be a fantasy big rig. (laughs) Like an 18-wheeler just plow into one of the police cars. Whoa. Does it look like it's going to come and hit where we are or no? No, it, it hits the police cars and then it comes to a halt. And then you hear a voice go, Attack from the front! And then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I mean, it's a better plan than we had at the at the police station. I mean, why didn't they tell us they had an 18-wheeler to ram the <laughs> I would have been all on board for that. That would have been the way to attack from the front. Jeez. Yeah, the 18-wheeler itself is painted this nasty shade of red, and the hood ornament is just a giant knife. <laughs> Some goblins start, like, poking their head out of a flatbed connected to the to the truck. And they start shooting, mostly confusedly, as they weren't <laughs> expecting the police to be there. And the police are also confused, having been attacked from behind. <laughs> At least one of them is like, this isn't the front. <laughs> and they start returning fire. You're pretty sure you hear Virginia, like, kicking the shit out of some goblins. Finally, an opponent her own size. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think maybe we should take this opportunity to get out of here. I agree, I agree, I agree. At this moment, three of the police officers who care more about their jobs have run up to the entranceway, and we'll go ahead and roll for initiative. Alright, seems fair. Yes, I guess they, uh, they follow their orders. Jerks. <laughs> How dare they do their jobs. I rolled a 12. I also rolled a 12. Niklaus has a 10. Huker and Niklaus and also Audrey, the three of you are slightly outside 
of the double barn doors of the warehouse, having just wheeled it outside. Jack, you're a little bit either to the right or to the left behind the wall near the entranceway into the warehouse. The first police officer, a human, he whips out his standard issue police rapier, and he's going to run up to you here, Kira, and try to poke at you. Oh, that's no fun. What happened to, like, drop your weapons? <laughs> Freeze! <laughs> yeah, as, <laughs> as, he's, as he's about to stab you with his rapier, he's, he's like, stop resisting! <laughs> <laughs> it's too real, Joey, too real. With his first attack, he rolls a 16. Yes, that will hit. It does 9 damage. With his second attack, he's going to try and stab you again. He rolls a 6. That will not hit. Yeah. The police officer runs up to you and stabs you in the shoulder as he's yelling at you to stop resisting. From about 20 feet away, the other police officer is going to raise his magic pistol and he's going to try and shoot you, Niklaus. So, talking is a free action, right? Yeah. (laughs) Can, Can I say, I surrender, please don't shoot, and I raise my hands up. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> he's an officer of the law <laughs> the law means different things out here yeah roll to see if this officer has uh, integrity <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh, the police officer yells at you to get on the ground and to put your hands behind your bag I surrender they raise my hands up yeah he yells at you get on the ground huh get on the ground stay off the ground okay <laughs> the police officer is confused by your actions <laughs> Cool. I bought a round. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I was hoping for. All right, he's going to prepare a reaction to shoot you if you do if you move. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, it's your turn. So I'm inside the warehouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're a little bit like behind everybody. So I'm gonna take aim. I so I drew my pistol. I just got uh, it's loaded with the fresh poison spray module that we bought from Siesta, and I'm going to take aim at one of the police officers. The one who has a, the other one who has a pistol and take aim, but use my sharpshooter thing. So that says I can make an attack with a ranged weapon that I'm proficient with. I can choose to take a minus five penalty to the attack roll to add plus ten to the attack's damage. Holy cow! I also picked as archery as my fighting style, so I already get a plus two to any ranged weapons, right? On top mm-hmm. of my dexterity. So mm-hmm. let's let's see if uh, whoever my was my uncle, if he taught me anything about shooting. But just keep in mind the poison spray range is 10 feet. So I have to get, and they're 20 feet away, right? Yeah. I mean, you could like run out, shoot, and then like run back in. Yeah, but then I, I wouldn't have cover. But let's do that. Yeah, I'm going to run out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run out like, you know, I'll crouch down low, weapon not aimed at anything yet. and It's going to uh, run directly at the enemy, sniper style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, get on one knee, take aim and fire. Is that, can I do that? Yep. All right. So, um... Alright, so I roll my... So it's 15, that's what I rolled, plus 2 for archery, and then plus 2 for my dexterity modifier. So 19, but then minus 5 is 14. So 14, that's my actual final, final whatever number attack roll. Yeah, a 14 does not hit. Dang. Alright. Jack, you run up from your hiding place. (laughs) about 10 feet, drop to one knee, and dramatically pull out your pistol and shoot at one of the police officers. And then a puff of noxious gas sort of (laughs) gently floats over, (laughs) except it gets like briefly caught by the wind and it blows like five feet to the right. (laughs) All right. And then I go back inside to where I was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 
Here, here, it's your turn. I'm going to cast Symbiotic Entity. I expend a use of my Wild Shape feature, so I gain four temporary hit points for each level I have in this class. Okay, then I get 16 temporary hit points. 16, nice. Yeah, go ahead and describe to us what exactly is going on. Herkir takes a rapier in the shoulder, then he begins to sort of glow, and you see these normally invisible spores that surround surround him begin to glow, activate, as it were, and he is now surrounded by sort of protective layer, it looks like, of constantly moving spores. Nice. It's useful. Do you do anything else? That's That's my action. Yeah, because I don't think I can disengage since I already used my action. And I don't particularly feel like giving this guy another free shot at me. So are you are you just going to stay there? Yeah. Okay. Nick Faust, it's your turn. Um, now that you've sort of taken yourself out of the fight. So there's three cops. Two of them, one of them attacked Hercure and Hercure like buffed himself. And then one of them got me held at gunpoint. And the other one hasn't done anything yet. Yep. Keeps his hands up. And he's like, please don't shoot me. I don't know why you're here. I don't know why any of this is happening. And he puts his hand over his chest. I, I swear I'm telling the truth. As he puts his hand on his chest, he casts um, Mage Armor on himself. Nice. What does it look like? So it just kind of looks like a little shimmering that kind of goes over him, but it's not really... It's invisible once it's finished taking effect. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a layer of protective magical force now kind of surrounds him. And he's like, I don't know why any of this is happening. And he's like slowly walking towards the, the bike. I think you're next to the bike already. Yep. Then I stay next to the bike. We just want to leave. I don't know why this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely not a painted cop motorcycle. <laughs> How about you do like a deception check on top of that? Sure thing. It's going to be a 14. The police officer who has his gun raised and pointed at you has this look of like, are you serious, man? <laughs> The last police officer is going to run up to Audrey and he's going to try and grapple her. And they roll exactly the same thing. Oh, what happens? The police officer runs up to Audrey and grabs her wrist and she's like, hey, and then she slaps it away. (laughs) No touching. (laughs) Audrey is going to get off the motorcycle or she might be like next to it. She's going to start pushing it back. (laughs) Yeah, and she's going to go 15 feet. So is she back inside, or is she still outside? She's back inside with the motorcycle. Okay. It's the police officer's turn. The uh, the one attacking Hercule is about to do something. Okay. He has started his turn within 10 feet of me, yes? Yeah. All right. He needs to make a constitution saving throw against 15. He rolls a 10. He does not make it. He will take 2d4 necrotic damage. Dang. Six points of damage as... He moves to attack and is suddenly swarmed by glowing spores, causing little burns on his face of necrotic damage. Yeah, he's like, ah, (laughs) it burns of necrotic damage. (laughs) I'm just picturing it like hitting his skin and like, like turns it like old and gray, wrinkly. Yeah, it's like the first second of that scene in uh, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's going to raise his rapier and attempt to stab you again. The first attack is a 15. Hits. Does 7 damage. The second attack is a 17. Does 12 damage. Damn. I am now... There go all my temp hit points. Yeah, he's like, I told you to stop resisting. You stabbed me first, asshole. Yeah, so the police officer raises his rapier and then pokes it into you twice, hitting the spores that are protecting you. 
little bits of shiny stars pop out. The other police officer who has his gun pointed at Niklaus is going to move up, and he's going to try and grapple you and throw you onto the floor. I resist. <laughs> You're resisting arrest. <laughs> he rolls a five. I can use my acrobatics, hopefully. So what, 13? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He puts one arm on your shoulder, and then he's going to try and, like, kick the back of your knee. I just do, like, a little sidestep and half turn. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Now he just looks pissed. And now it's back to Jack's turn. So how far are the mass of people now? <laughs> the two police officers, Herkir and Niklaus? They're still a little bit outside the door. They're a little bit outside the door. But there's now three police officers in that mass, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not doing your you're not picking up your share here. Yeah. Jack <laughs> uh, Jack holsters his um, M pistol and pulls out both swords and, and just like charges in yelling, Ah He focuses both of his strikes on the one with the the uh, the M pistol because he wants some more ammo. And so yeah, he'll attack with both short swords. So so yeah, for two weapon fighting, so that I get that bonus action. So the first one I rolled a twenty two. That hits. So that first one does seven damage, piercing. And then on the second one, with the other sword, he rolls a 10. A 10 does not hit. Okay, so so the first one hits and does seven, the other one does not. And uh, yeah, that, that's all I can do. All right, Kicker. I am going to cast Heat Metal on that rapier. Nice. What does that do? Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when I cast the spell nine points of damage, and then he must succeed on a constitution saving throw or drop the object, if it can. He rolls a 19. He succeeds on the saving throw, so he doesn't have to drop it. Yeah, describe it for us. All of a sudden, Herakir moves his hands a little bit, and the rapier in the police officer's hand turns red hot. There's a slight smell of burning flesh as it... I don't know if he's wearing gloves or what, but he burn as it burns through any coverings, doing nine points of damage to him. Yep, the police officer screams in pain. But he doesn't drop the thing? If he doesn't drop it, he has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks until the start of my next turn. Oh, cool. Okay. What, what does the scream of pain sound like, Joey? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, ah! Oh, that's a lot of resisting! <laughs> The turn goes to Niklaus. So now I'm right next to this guy, right? Yeah. Uh, can I see the one that was trying to grapple Audrey? Yeah, he's pretty close by, like five to ten feet away. So I put them like both in like I sit them right next to him. I kind of like sidestepped to get out of his thing. So I sidestep again to like start getting an angle so I can see both of them. And Niklaus still has his hands up and he just starts whispering to the guy and is like in his ear and it doesn't really sound like words as he casts dissonant whispers and he will also use his sorceress metamagic to twin the spell and it allows me to target a second creature with the same spell so i will target the other police officer so they both start hearing whispers you have to make a wisdom saving throw first guy is a 19 second guy is a nine so first guy he takes half damage so it'd be 3d6 Three and a four and a four, so eleven damage. Half that, six, five. I think we round up. 
round up, so six. And then the other guy takes a full 11 damage, and he must immediately use their reaction to move as far as its speed allows away from me. All right, he's going to run 30 feet into the warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they they both hear this, like, whispering, like, melody. It's not words, it's just kind of, like, sound. Almost to the point where they can recognize it, but not quite. And for one of them, the guy further away that was attacking Audrey, the, the sound just starts ringing in their ears until it's an incredible pain, that they, like the worst ice cream headache you can imagine. <laughs> and so he just starts running to try and make the pain go away. Uh, while the other guy next to me, he feels it, but it's like, it's manageable. He, he still takes damage from it, but it fades quickly enough where he, he doesn't run. And I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, the one that has run inside... He sees Audrey still pushing this motorcycle, and he's going to try and grapple her again. And he rolls a 11, and she rolls a 10. So the police officer sort of stumbles up to her, grabs her arm, and puts it behind her back, and pushes her down onto the floor, and then proceeds to try to drag her out of the warehouse. Audrey technically gets a turn, so I guess she'll try to get out of it. That sounds like something she'd do. <laughs> she, can, she can also attack him. Where's Where's uh, Gobsu during all this? <laughs> is he in the? He's upstairs. The motorcycle still doing arcs. Is he, yeah, is he painting <laughs> everything? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's drawing a very dramatic painting of everything, <laughs> of all the action. Uh, no, he's he's hiding somewhere, as far as you can tell. Okay, and Constance he wasn't, he wasn't was coming with us on this adventure. I don't think so. And Constance was somewhere inside making some yeah. kind of noise. Yeah. Okay. The Audrey rolls a 9 and the police officer rolls a 17. Audrey sort of struggles a little bit, but she can't get out. From behind in the office, for a second you see Constance poke her head out. It looked like she was about to go back into her dishwasher hidey hole. (laughs) (laughs) But she sees Audrey getting manhandled by this police officer. She grabs something from the back closet and then she runs out. And then she's like, ugh. Get your hands off my sister. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Took me a very long time to find her again. And you see in her hands, she has one of these pen. painting pen. containers. <laughs> she sort of looks at you guys and is like, yeah, you guys should probably <laughs> steer clear of this thing. <laughs> and then she opens it. And then the canvas of smothering flies out. <laughs> and we're back at the top with the police officer that is engaged with Hirkir. What does he have to roll at the beginning of his turn? You're right, I'm going to do uh, Halo of uh, to do 2d4 necrotic damage unless it succeeds on a constitution saving throw. He rolls a 10. That is not sufficient. He will take 7 points of damage Yeah. as the spores attack him again. Describe it for us. He either passes out or dies. I'll let you pick. As he is assaulted again by spores rapidly chewing up any exposed skin. Coupled with the pain from the rapier still in his hand, he passes out, overcome with spores and burning, and burning spores. He's sort of flailing around, and then he accidentally runs into the side of the wall. (laughs) And he knocks himself out. (laughs) That's it for his turn. The one in front of Niklaus is like, okay, now you're really resisting. And he's going <laughs> to switch to his... I haven't done anything! <laughs> he's going to switch to his rapier, and then he's going to try and stab you. Okay. The first attack is a 8. Misses. The second attack is a 17. That hits. It does 
11 damage. Ow. Yeah. He gets you right in the arm, Niklaus, and you start I, bleeding everywhere. I'm like, ow! Why would you do that? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Wait, so a rapier is 1d8? No, it's yep. one, is it? Yeah, it's short sword and scimitar that are 1d6. Okay, I need to get a rapier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so like two-handed sword. So all right, so one uh, one police officer inside grappling with uh, Audrey, right? Or has yep. her? There's one police officer just ran into a wall, yep. um, the wall of the warehouse, and then there's one police officer still next to basically us three near the motorcycle. Yep. No, uh, no, Audrey has a motorcycle, so motorcycle's back inside, right? Yep. And then the police officer that was shooting is that the one that's now inside grappling Audrey? The one that was shooting is. The one who has now proceeded to start stabbing Niklaus. Okay. And do all police officers... one is being attacked by the canvas, right? Yeah. And and do all the police officers have, like, an M-pistol and, and, and modules? Can Jack see? Yeah, they usually have at least a sidearm. Okay. In addition to their melee weapon. I still have this red cocktail dress. Audrey's red cocktail dress. If I throw it in the guy's face, can he be blinded, at least for my attack? <laughs> I mean, your action would be throwing it into his face. So oh, okay. That would be okay. your attack. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I don't. I, I don't want to do that. Then I'm just gonna try and go at him again with both both my short swords. Mm-hmm. The one attacking Niklaus. Yeah. Yeah. So that one is. I first rolled a seven. A seven does not hit. All right. For my second one, I rolled a fourteen. A fourteen also does not hit. Oh man. Bad. 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 Yeah. Jack, you run up to the police officer that is assaulting Niklaus. And you try and slash at him, but he's he's obviously received some sort of training. <laughs> and he rather nimbly dodges out of the way. Yeah. And it's back to Hirkir. Alright. Hirkir turns to the officer assaulting Niklaus, points, and a swarm of spores explodes towards him. And he must make a constitution save or be blinded. He rolls a five. Uh, he definitely does not make that constitution save, so he is blinded. And at, start, at the end of each of its turns, it can make a constitution saving throw to unblind himself. Mm-hmm. What do the spores look like? They are very dark and black, and they sort of go over his eyes and then disappear. <laughs> I imagine it's just like one big black spore, and it just lands on each eyelid. <laughs> like a sticker. I like the, the many spores coalescing on the eyeballs and then disappearing. We can go with that. I just pictured like one of those sleep masks. <laughs> 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 but every time, every time he pulls it away, the spores just like move back. Niklaus, it's your turn. I'm like, bro, you don't look so good. As I like walk away from him because he can't attack me since he can't see me. And then I move towards where the other officer is grabbing Audrey. Mm-hmm. I believe he's about to have a art piece. Yeah, there's a there's an art piece very close by. Uh, hmm. <laughs> we need to get away. We need to get on the bike. So uh, where is the bike and where is Audrey and the, where is the art piece? The bike is about 15 feet inside the warehouse. Audrey is right next to it, as is the police officer harassing her. And the art piece is also right next to them. The art piece looks like it's about to pounce on the police officer. (laughs) I'll I'll leave them to that. Uh, So (laughs) as I'm backing away from the officer that was near me, uh, I'm like, are are you okay? And uh, as I say that, I cast Mind Sliver at the guy. He has to make an intelligence saving throw. He rolls a 15. He... Save is 15, so he passes. No damage happens, and I'm, like, just backing away from him, and I'm keeping an eye on the canvas to make sure it's not aggro. 
But I'm getting ready to, to uh, grab um, Audrey if the officer lets go to get her to the bike. The canvas of smothering. Attacks. It scares the shit out of all of you. <laughs> Are we scared? Or like... <laughs> <laughs> A little bit, yeah. The uh, But it attacks the police officer. And it rolls a 17, it flies onto its face, and the police officer is now grappled and blinded and all of the other things. And he starts flailing around, and he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. And just for flavor, I'll just say that he lets go of Audrey. Constance is also pretty close by. The turn actually goes to the police officer with the canvas of smothering on his face. <laughs> and he's going to take the 2d6 damage. And takes 4 damage. Dang. Wait, no, he takes seven damage. The police officer just flops over and passes out. Audrey gets up and she starts pushing the motorcycle, and Constance also runs up and starts helping her. They sort of give each other, like, this look. Detente for the moment. Yeah, oh, is it, yeah, what's the look? Is it like, oh, The look that Audrey gives Constance is like, thanks, sis. Oh, okay. And the look that Constance gives back is like, Ugh, yeah, of course. <laughs> but in like a, in a very familial way. Okay, okay. Uh, in my head canon, they're both giving each other the Zoolander Blue Steel look. <laughs> <laughs> and they both start pushing the motorcycle towards the back. Gobzu suddenly appears out of nowhere and also starts helping. <laughs> Come on, Gobzu. <laughs> Gobzu's trying his damn best, okay? <laughs> Wait, does, where's the pixie right Gobzu's now? Gobzu's an artist, not a fighter. Uh, at this point, Gobzu has fashioned like a pixie backpack. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice. Okay. Back at the top, the police officer attacking Niklaus has no idea what's going on. He's going to flail wildly. He's going to try and stab Jack All right. uh, with disadvantage. So the first attack is a 10. Okay. And the second attack is a 9. Neither one hits. Yeah, he sort of flails wildly. And Jack kind of like wiggles. <laughs> <laughs> and it's back to Jack's turn. Alright, Jack's gonna try again with these swords. <laughs> but he's, he's seeing how, how like, uh, shiny the rapier is, and he's like, he thinks, oh, I gotta get with me one of those. I feel so, like you should take his. Yeah. The first one, I rolled a 20. That hits. Alright, so 1d6, and d 9 damage. Yeah, he either dies or passes out. Let's say he dies. Jack didn't mean to kill him, but sometimes people just die. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, do I describe it? Yep. Alright, so Jack tries to, like, you know, Jack tries to mimic the same stabbing motion that he was using with the rapier, but, uh, I guess just goes too hard and, uh, stabs him in the chest. If I want to take stuff from him, is that, that's an action, combat action, right? Well, he's dead now, and everybody else is, all the other police officers that are in here are dead. Or, not dead, but unconscious so yeah we're out of combat now okay loot him yeah so jack would like to loot take that take the rapier. police rapier that no one will ever recognize as being a police rapier <laughs> <laughs> swap out the short sword with the rapier and then take whatever m pistol modules he has on him just gotta file yep. the serial number off the rapier and you're fine <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yeah all of the uh police officers have like a rapier and like some cash on them okay and each of them also have a eldritch last module for the M-Pistol. Oh, nice. Niklaus gives the one wrapped with the canvas a wide berth and does not attempt to loot. <laughs> but he yep. encourages the other two to loot the other guys as he helps Audrey like, push the motorcycle. Actually, Gobzu looks back and he's like, maybe maybe you guys should have closed the door. <laughs> Alright. I closed the door. Unless we're going out the door. I, don't, I thought we were going sure. out the door. Yeah. Jack locks the door. 
Is there yeah. a back entrance, Constance? Oh, yeah, there's a back entrance. Can that the bike go out know. there? Let's let's go that way. I think that's our, our best move. Yeah, we can squeeze it out. You guys go on ahead. I can handle this here. All right. Kirk here is uh, helping with the bike to get it out the back. Jack runs yep. up to help, too, if he can. Nicholas, what are you doing? I'm helping with the bike. Okay, yep. Yeah. With the five of you helping with the bike. We're, like, jogging. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing, like, a fast jog. <laughs> like, like a bobsled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But even more uh, awkward. <laughs> Cops use like his feet are like dragging on the floor as he's get pulled by the bike. <laughs> yeah, Jack Jack's force is just so strong; it's like going faster than Nicklaus can catch up. <laughs> Gobzu is also sort of just like hanging on at this point. And the five of you reach the back door. Audrey unlocks the door and kicks it open, and she continues to push the bike out. She jumps on and. Waves for the rest of everybody to get on. From inside the warehouse, you hear there's like a commotion. Constance runs out and she's like, Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you something. Oh. Oh, no. You're adopted. I love you? No, I don't think so. But why would you think that? Ah, anyways. She pulls out your map here, here, and she marks a spot on it. And she says, I have another safe house over here. <laughs> Great. Thank you. She wanders back in, wondering if she's adopted. <laughs> Wait, Constance just hangs out at a warehouse? Is she just going to hide now? They're like, the police and the goblins are all She can all take there. care of herself. She'll okay, figure it out. All right, okay. She may rescue <laughs> some things and then yeah. head out on her own. All right. Did um, Gobsu... The, se- the secret dishwasher exit. Yeah. Did Gobsu... <laughs> Did Gobsu come with us? Yeah, Gobsu's there. Okay, so Nikos will hold Gobsu, who I'm assuming is holding the ferry. Jack, Jack just goes ahead and just hops on right behind Audrey. Jack's still also a little bit nervous, so he kind of holds on to Audrey. <laughs> <laughs> with everybody on Audrey kicks the motorcycle in the gear and then the three of you zoom off and I cast cure wounds All right, do on it. myself six points of healing while we have a moment I use the aid magitech and one magitite to cast it and I cast it on me her cure and Jack mm-hmm. all of our hit point maximums and current hit points increase by five oh, hit point sweet. maximum and, and current. So you, your health goes up by five and your maximum goes up by five. For for good or just for temporary? For the next eight hours. Okay. Let me check. Jack feels a little bit more comfortable and let's go of Audrey. Yeah. There's a moment of silence as the three of you zoom off away from the warehouse and the three of you do your healing. Audrey begins to head in the direction of where the train will appear. But not long after, just like a couple of minutes you hear the sounds of police sirens behind you. Behind us? Oh, no. And you see a couple of police cars, about three of them, chasing you. So let's re-roll initiative. Okay. Sounds good to me. Much better. 11. <laughs> 14. I'm waiting for my modifier. I think I also got an 11. Can we see the police cars, or...? Yeah, the three of you riding on this motorcycle along with Gobzu and Audrey. Behind you, you see three police vehicles. They turn on their lights Uh and they start following you at a distance. They're about 60 feet behind you. Okay. Just all in a row. All right, well... And they're uh, levitating, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't say this, but can we say that Jack substituted out the poison spray with... Or I guess I... Oh, I... Did I take the M-Pistol, or did I just take the Blast Modules? I didn't say I took the M-Pistol, so I guess I didn't take them. 
Uh, we can say you took like the whole like pistol. Okay. Probably right. easier than like yeah. unloading it and then yeah. leaving the pistol <laughs> for whatever reason. So now I have three. Did I take both of the M pistols? How about we say you took like two? Two. And... So, but I I still have my original one. And you steer cleared of the one with the painting. Okay. So Jack takes out one of the Eldritch Blast pistols, the one he took from the police, and it's a range. What's on the that. range on Eldritch yeah, Blast? Let me see. Well, it's actually the one of the yeah. It's one of the oh. police cars turns. The one on the left is going to accelerate and try and get closer, and one of the police officers from inside is going to stick his head out and pull out like a pistol, and he's going to yell, Stop or I'll shoot! And then he shoots. <laughs> uh, he's going to try and aim and shoot at you, Jack. Alright. I will catch the bullet. 12. 12 does not hit. I caught the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you catch the magical bolt of energy. <laughs> It's like uh, like Yoda in that the second Star Wars. It takes the lightning and bolts it up. No, I, yeah, he, he misses, right? I can't catch energy. Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>, uh, <laughs> the uh, you raise your hand up to catch it for a second, and you're like, wait, no, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> and a flash of green eldritch energy flies past your head. All right. It's Hugh's turn. You say they're sixty feet away. The first one pulled up within thirty feet. Oh. Okay, well, I can, I see either of the police officers? Yeah, they're a little bit hard to make out, but you can see that there's two, there's one in the driver's seat and one in the passenger seat. All right, because I would like to cast Infestation on the driver. This causes a cloud of mites, fleas, and other parasites to appear momentarily on one creature you can see within range. The target must succeed on a constitution saving throw, or takes 1d6 poison damage and moves 5 feet in a random direction if it can move, and its speed is at least 5 feet. The officer rolls a 7. That does not succeed. He takes 1d6 poison damage. 6 points of poison damage. And... Nice! It moves five feet in a random direction. Three, which is east. So he just gets up and moves? <laughs> well, I, I mean, Joey can play this how, okay, how he okay. wants, but that's the effect of the spell. Gotcha. And it could be he loses control of steering because now his head is surrounded nice. by biting insects. Yeah. Uh, how about instead of the five feet, he's going to do a dexterity saving throw on his turn to see if he like crashes the car. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I mean, you can. It's a it's a different situation. So how you want to roll it is. <laughs> yeah. I, this is definitely not going to be like Googleable. <laughs> another police car is going to accelerate and try to catch up, and another dude is going to poke his head out and also try to shoot at you. Uh, he's going to shoot at the. Uh, he's going to try to shoot at Audrey actually. Luckily for her, they roll an 8. The Eldritch Blast flies past her face, and she's like, oh, hell. <laughs> and she starts swerving a little bit. Uh-oh. Niklas, it's your turn. I kind of look over my shoulder, and I see the guy that's covered in mites. And I'm like, this guy's having a bad day. <laughs> see if I can make it worse. And I cast Mind Sliver. <laughs> he has to make an intelligence saving throw. He rolls a 14. He fails. So he takes 1d6 psychic damage. So he takes three psychic damage, and he has to make a... He subtracts 1d4 from their next saving throw. Nice. Oh, nice. (laughs) Very smart. A disorienting spike of psychic energy flings itself into the mind of the guy, but he barely notices as he's being bit, other than the fact that (laughs) he has a slight migraine and is even more distracted. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a good day for him. Yeah, back to you, Jack. All right. And he's going to have Lyme disease now. <laughs> Terrible. 
Oh no. no. That's, <laughs> that's like a long con. Yeah, that's long a long term. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the new bit bad evil guy. <laughs> so there's two police cars on our tail, right? He's he's gonna join forces with the ice cream girl. <laughs> <laughs> like what do we do? What do we do with the ice cream girl again? You didn't do anything. Oh. You had your shot. You muffed it. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember now. I guess Jack really didn't notice. <laughs> I'm just picturing the, the Thanos uh, uh, Scarlet Witch is like, you took everything from me. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the two police cars are on our tail, right? Yeah. Is there a third one you said or just two? Yeah, there's a third one. Okay. Alright, another question. I have a heat metal. Does that work on the whole entire police car? <laughs> I believe I, so. I think so. Okay. I think so. So, so there's one police car where the driver's having a really bad day, and the other police car, nothing has happened yet, right? Yeah, and the third one's still in the back. Okay. Just says manufactured metal object, so... Uh... So Jack casts, uh, slaps on the heat metal Magitek into his caster, pu- puts the Magitek crystal in place, and then casts heat metal on the other police car. Mm-hmm. How about you pick, like, an area? Okay. The spell says choose a manufactured metal object, such as a metal weapon or a suit of heavy or mm-hmm. medium armor, so it sort of suggests that there's, like, a size restraint. Then, like, if they're sitting in the car, they're not really in contact with the metal part of the car, right? I mean, they could probably still feel the heat. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Jack targets the door next to the, the, the driver's side door. Let's go for the drivers. Okay. Uh, well, I'll just say they're, like, close enough to the door where they take the damage. Okay. All right. How about you roll the damage? Okay, so it's 2d8, right? Yep. Let's see, which is the 8 one? This one? And this is the second car, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the driver is still normal right now. The driver in the first car has uh, suffered enough, Jack decides. <laughs> All right, so the first one was 4... And the second one is two, so total six. Yeah, you're pretty sure you hear someone screaming from the car. Uh-oh. No, that's good. That's what you were trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all Jack can do. The last police car is going to accelerate, and a police officer pops out, and he's going to try and shoot. He's going to shoot at Gobzu, actually. Not Gobzu. Does he get any cover for being held in my lap? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll give him some cover. Okay. They roll a six. It just pings off my mage armor that, for some reason, has now considered Gobzu as part of me. That's Gobzu's secret power is that he can merge with anybody (laughs) who he wants to. Because he's done this before, right? With Audrey? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's canon now. (laughs) At the end of the round, ahead of you guys, all three of you see that there's a crane overhead hanging something over the road. It seems like there's some road work ahead. Meanwhile, the driver of the first police car, who is now covered in fleas and mites and has his brain being mentally stabbed, is having a very bad day, and he rolls a negative two (laughs) on his dexterity saving throw. He veers into the side of the highway, and the police car flips into the air does at least two 360s. <laughs> is there like a slow-mo? We see there like the driver looking at us and us looking at the driver. Yeah. it's like upside down. <laughs> and then it smashes into the ground and then explodes. Nice. That's what you get for using fossil magitech? <laughs> Here, Kira, it's your turn. How close is the second police car behind us? They're all within 30 feet now. So the can remaining I, two are all within Can I see the driver feet. of the second police car? Yep. I'm casting Infestation again! The target must make a constitution saving throw. 
They roll a thir- 12. 12. In that case, they do not make the save, and they take 1d6 damage. Four points of damage, and then if you want to do it the same way, deck save, I guess, next round. Yep. They go next, actually. So the guy will do his dexterity saving throw, and he rolls a 15. So for that's his... Higher, that's higher than my the DC, before, but I don't know what it is for, for this. So I guess that's up to you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I, I'll just pick a number. In this case, they actually pass. Okay. The driver of this police car swerves the vehicle back and forth a little bit as he's dealing with all these fleas, but he's able to maintain control and he continues chasing after you. Meanwhile, the guy in the passenger seat is going to continue shooting and he's going to shoot at Audrey again. These guys are very tactical. <laughs> and he rolls a eight. <laughs> oh, sir. The Eldritch Blast still gets very uncomfortably close to Audrey as she's driving, and she starts swerving even more. Whoa. Jack, right and... behind, whispers, Don't worry, don't worry, we got this. Trying to calm her down. But Jack's also worried, too. <laughs> How about you do that on your turn, and we'll okay, do like a, sort of like a roll. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But for now, it's it's back to Niklaus. So the second cop car, covered in mites, swerving, but not out of control. And there's a third car? Yep. And they're both within 30 feet, right? Yep. There's also this crane that you're approaching. How far away is the crane? We'll say that, like, by the next turn, you'll be directly underneath it. And it's got something, like, dangling something? Yep. How far away is it now? Like, 90 feet, something? I don't know how fast we're going. More math. Yeah, we'll just say it's 60 feet. Okay. Promise, I don't have a way to... I think to myself, if I were to shoot the chain holding up the... The, the payload with a ray of frost would that be enough do i think that would be enough to cause it to crack and fall sort of depends on how well we roll <laughs> okay so instead uh Niklaus will once again look over his shoulder at the third car this time mm-hmm. look at look at the driver and as a bonus action he will form a telepathic bond with the creature oh. in the driver's seat oh uh-oh and which allows me to telepathically speak to him and uh, is it a human? What, what, what creature is it? Yeah, we'll just say all these police officers are human. Okay. And then in common, uh, I whisper, maybe this isn't such a good idea. The other two already are getting killed. Do I want to die? And I will also cast Mind Sliver at the same time <laughs> as my action. So he has to make an intelligence saving throw. He rolls a five. He fails and takes 1d6 psychic damage. Six... And he has to minus 1d4 to his next saving throw if anyone does anything to him. Is this the third car or the second car? The third car, actually. Okay. Yeah. The driver of the third car looks unsure. Because <laughs> presumably the voice in his head would not be his voice, right? Well, it is a voice. <laughs> he doesn't know someone is speaking to him. It's yeah. just an unknown voice. It's a weird voice in his head. All right. He'll do something on his turn to see if anything happens. Yeah. Are his like eyebrows furrowed? Yeah. <laughs> Squinting. He suddenly thinks about his puppy at home and he's <laughs> like, if I die, who's gonna take care of the puppy? <laughs> and it's Jack's turn now. Okay. So for this heat of metal it says, uh, I can until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action. So I can use a main action and then I get this bonus action to keep causing damage. Is that how it works? Yep. Okay. Yep. Alright, and because it's on the driver's side, the passenger side doesn't uh, feel any of the heat, right? He's like nicely toasted. Okay, but so, but like it says, like if it doesn't drop the object, it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks, but that doesn't apply to the driver's side, uh, to the passenger side, right? He's yep. just toasty? Okay, that's fine. 
Alright, so Jack sees that Nicholas was just mumbling, but doesn't really know why Nicholas was mumbling. So he takes out the, uh, one of the M pistols with the Eldritch Blast and tries to shoot um, the driver. Does that work? Yep. Without without the sharpshooter because that's... well, I don't know. Alright, so I roll... Alright, so 15 plus all of my modifiers, so 21. Yeah, that hits. Okay. The driver has half cover just the way, just okay. because of the way cars are set up. That's fine. But you hit anyways. Alright, so then I roll for damage. So I do 10 force damage. Nice. Yeah, yeah, he dies. Describe it for us. So the, the Eldritch Blast, like, I shoot the windshield, the Eldritch Blast breaks the windshield, the glass flies into his face. And <laughs> he's just kind of like, Arrgh! and then I guess he dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the driver dies and he pulls the steering wheel over to one side and then it hits the barrier and then it flips over and then it Jeez. flies up into the air and then it hits the crane, actually. Nice. And both the crane and the car explode. There's some giant explosions everywhere. Was this the third car or the second car? This is the second car. Okay. Nice. Oh, and then Jack is like, Audrey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm scared, but we're, don't worry about it. We got we got two cars. You just keep your eyes on the road. We'll get the last one. <laughs> I think. I hope. Maybe. Man, Jack's Jack's murder rampage suddenly <laughs> right? suddenly kicked off. You say this to Audrey, and she is like, "Yeah, we got it." And her swerving slightly decreases. The last car, the guy is going to make a hard look at his life and his life <laughs> choices. Two exploding cop cars. And having heard the voice in his head, he's like, yeah, if I die, there's no one to take care of Austin, my puppy. So, you know, I guess I will pretend like I'm trying and then get lost. <laughs> Can you hear all these thoughts, Niklaus? Or is he just like... <laughs> so if he's like thinking the words, he might not realize he's talking back to me. But if he's like... You know, you, you have like thoughts that are like subvocalized and ones that are like vocalized. Mm -hmm. So if, I think if they were vocalized, probably would hear that. Yeah, Nicholas, you get like this image of this very cute puppy, Aww. and the police car slows down and it continues to slow down. At the end of the round, ahead of you, you see that there are police officers starting to set up a roadblock oh, ahead. Man. And there is a small gap remaining. And it's actually up to Audrey to drive through, so she's going to roll. Nice. Yeah. I'll give her advantage because of Willie's, uh, <laughs> of Jack's pep top. <laughs> and she rolls a 20. Nice. Let's go, Audrey. Yeah, she sees this ahead of you guys, and she yells at everybody else to hold on. I hold Jack, on. Jack grabs her. She, like, kicks it into even a higher gear, and then she accelerates. And then she manages to thread the needle on the gap. Oh. As the police officer is trying to set up the roadblock, like, sort of try to close it in. And she just barely, like, scrapes the side as all of you make it through. Some of the new paint comes off, exposing... A bit of a police logo beneath. Yeah. <laughs> the lice. Now it says all, lice. All of Constance's hard work has been ruined. <laughs> you get a feeling that she's going to be really annoyed about it later. <laughs> the size. Oh my god. The size that are going to be coming. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey continues to accelerate and then she takes an exit and then quickly swerves off of the main road. 
and you find yourself at the wall, the wall that separates Westoveria from Falcon's the, Reach proper. <laughs> yeah, from the inner districts. The good part of town. Uh, while this is happening, I, I think to the officer that I telepathically bonded to before, and I'm like, maybe I should rethink my life. <laughs> maybe I should quit the police and follow my dreams. You hear a voice in your head, Nick Klaus, and it's like, you know what, you're right. It's it's about that time I start that taco stand. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. We'll name it Austin's Tacos. <laughs> rough, rough. Shit, you're right. Okay, and then I close the telepathic bond. <laughs> All right, and now we have another option for the uh, the bonus episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have like a couple of minutes of resting time before the train arrives. Oh, so we're at the place that we need to be. Yes. Yeah. Damn. Uh, is, is anyone injured? I am a little bit scuffed up, but how not... how hurt are you? I just have just a bit. I have just like five slots left, so I'm. You can probably save it for now. Then a little. I don't want to. Yeah, that you don't want to waste. Right. Right, yeah. The uh, the aid is uh, keeping me in a good spot, so... Okay. I'll let you know if I get worse. Uh, I also have this um, antique, ancient, vintage healing whiskey, <laughs> uh, if need be, so... Excellent. I have guidance, too, so before we get going, I may want to cast that on people. Suddenly you hear a rumbling above you, and you see that the train has arrived. Oh, shit. All right, here we go. Audrey kicks the motorcycle in the gear, and she starts following the train. I lean down train. to, to Gobsu, and I'm like, Gobsu, you have to, to look out for Audrey, okay? He's like, yeah, okay. All right. Take care can of I the, have a gun? Uh, Jack, do you have a spare gun? I got one gun with one shot. You want to let Gobsu have that? Yeah, sure. It's like that movie, the one about pirates. Here, Gobsu. Take the end pistol. <laughs> that play. <laughs> that play. Right, that play. What's it called? Like... Ocean pirates, <laughs> pirates of the ocean. Yes, pirates of the Azores can see, right? <laughs> yeah, pirates of Falcons Reach Bay. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, right before uh, Jack makes his jump, I'm gonna cast guidance on him. Okay, is that the uh, poison spray or Eldritch Blast pistol? Yeah, I don't know. So poison, it's like M pistol. I so there's one module with one. Uh, I have one like acid module with one shot left. So I'll give him one M pistol on that acid module. Okay, cool. Gobzu, take care. He's like, yeah. The train is pretty fast. Ahead of you, you see a three train cars. Three pretty large train cars made up of stainless steel construction. Even in the glint of the early morning sunlight, it's very shiny. The first car does not have windows. The second two do. Audrey kicks the motorcycle in the gear, and then she begins to chase after the train. And she eventually pulls it into a constant speed, about 20 feet behind the last train car. Matching velocity. Yeah. And she's like, y'all got it, right? We got it. I hope so. Yeah, it's it's necessary. All right. Who's going first? I think it sounds like Jack's... Uh, Jack. No. Or Nick maybe... Nick going to misty yeah. step. Then Jack well, will jump. I think uh, maybe Jack can jump first, and I'll try climbing. And if I start to fall, I'll just missy step. Okay. Yeah. That way I, I will... can missy step. Keep that if I need to. Right. right. I'm casting guidance on Jack. Okay. What does guidance do again? You will have one d4 to add to an ability check of your choice. All right. So which you can roll the die before or after making the ability check. Jump is, I assume, either strength or athletics or something like that. So. 
So Jack feels guided, but he's still sweating and really nervous. Just a little bit less sweat. And he puts in the Magitech, the jump Magitech, and uh, I guess kind of crouches on the seat of the motorcycle and then springs up and jumps up in the air onto the train or tries to. Yeah, how far do you jump into the air? Well, if it's 30 feet, oh, oh you mean total, my total jump? It's strength times yep. three, right? Yep. So my strength is, without the modifier, 17. Right, 17 is the base. So, so that's 51. 17 times 3 is 51. So I jump 51 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of high though. I don't want to jump so high though. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't have to actually, you don't have to jump the max. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jack, go ahead and roll a dexterity check. Dexterity check? Okay. Yeah, just to make sure that you aim in the right direction of your jump. Oh no. I got, a... got a d4 you can add to it. Oh, well, I got a 5 and I'll add a d4 to that. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, D4. Oh, this one. Okay. And I add one to that. <laughs> wow. Wait, no, 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 no. No, how did. No, it's the one. It's the one that falls on the table that's the one that I, that I roll, right? Not the one that faces me. Yeah, that makes sense. It's the one at the bottom of the pyramid. Which is a four! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The. So what's your Jack. Total? To nine, nine total. Jack, you crouch down on the back of the motorcycle, and then you have to do this sort of crazy standing jump <laughs> uh, off of it over Audrey. You arc over the air, and then you slightly miss landing onto the back platform oh. of the end car of the train, but you do grab this bottom railing, and now you're just hanging there in the air. As Jack does his jump, the rest of the people on the motorcycle hear this rumbling. What kind of rumbling? Oh, is it the 18-wheeler? Like <laughs> an 18-wheeler. <laughs> it's the fantasy 18-wheeler. <laughs> oh, jeez. This is definitely a furious and fast play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see the 18-wheeler explode out of an apartment along the culvert that you're driving in underneath the train. And you see in the in the driver's side that there is like a very hapless-looking goblin. <laughs> that is just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> How far ahead of, like, where is this bursting out in comparison to where we are? It's actually right behind you. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, a, little, a bunch of debris from the apartment explodes out everywhere. And the 18-wheeler does, awesome. like, it floats in the air for a second and then it lands, hitting the ground rather hard. About 60 feet behind the motorcycle. Both Audrey and Gobzu look behind them and they're like... Uh, I'm sure Optimus Prime does this in a Transformers movie. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie I haven't seen in a long time. Nope that play the changers <laughs> who's going next do you want to go jack or i mean we sort of well, need to wait until we can't yeah he's currently hanging on so the, the jack's uh, gotta get settled before we can climb up but uh i guess i will i mean if you want us to do something i mean should we I'll do look initiative the... or do you just want us to take actions now yeah uh yeah we can we can roll initiative it'll be sort of like a pseudo initiative like it doesn't it's not like real combat but right that's fine Yep. Um, Hercule got 17. 21 for Nicholas. Do I need a roll? I'm like dangling, so I'm kind of out of it, right? 
Yep. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. Uh, six. Presumably once we're settled, then. So yeah, we can just... Yeah, we're good. Um, I will see Jack having trouble. And um, is the grappling hook, Jack, are you carrying it in your hand? Is it like tied to your belt? It's yeah, it's in my it's in my pockets. Oh, I have a a can of red spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> I rear back. I throw it at the windshield of the fantasy eighteen wheeler. It's an improvised ranged attack. It is certainly that. I gotta look up how do I do that. Yeah. Improvised uh, throwing weapon has a normal range of twenty feet and a long range of sixty. So is it are they twenty feet away? I mean, I'll give it to you. Okay. I feel like if you're 20 feet away, or like even if you're less, if you're more than 20 feet away, they're gonna accelerate and towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll throw it. What kind of roll would you like me to make? Go ahead and do a dexterity check or dexterity so, attack, I guess. Okay. This is a new thing for Niklaus. <laughs> would you consider me proficient with this thrown <laughs> 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 improvised weapon? What's your art skill? <laughs> That's a good. So my performance is a plus five. So if you consider this performance art, (laughs) (laughs) I am I am proficient with daggers. So that's like a thrown and darts. Throw it end over end like a dagger. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it'll be a plus four to my roll. So nineteen. Oh yeah. Yep. So I take the can of, of magical red spray paint. Uh, I don't even remember where I got this from. Was it the museum? The it red museum. The museum or the red hand? Did I take it from there? Somewhere. The museum, because I think uh, someone had spray painted something. Oh, okay, yeah. So I throw that end over end like a dagger. You can just like a slow mo, zoom, zoom, zoom. And <laughs> yeah, it spins. Yeah, it spins in the air. And then you see the the driver goblin. His eyes get big as he sees this object flying towards him, and as it hits the end it like pops off the cap and it like explodes into a giant red bloom of red spray paint and for a second the goblin thinks it's his blood splattering all over the windshield (laughs) but then he realizes it's spray paint yep you see some swerving going on and it's now hirkir's turn can i see the driver or the dude is there someone in the chair seat next to the driver say like the spray paint just covered the entire okay windshield okay guess what i'm gonna do is ready in action i'm gonna get ready to cast guidance as soon as uh niklaus is ready to climb up the rope Mm -hmm. jack it's your turn uh so jack is dangling and tries to pull himself up onto the train yeah just do a strength check 12 yeah you do the the biggest pull up you've ever done in your life (laughs) at the highest Uh, velocity yeah (laughs) You're like sort of like flying almost like Superman style. <laughs> and you reach up and pull at the bars and you plop onto the, the platform at the end of the last train car. Jack explains and pumps his fists up in the air and says, I made it, guys. I made it. Yeah. Secure the rope. Oh, yeah. So Jack se- secures the rope. And can I throw it down now or do I have to wait till next turn? I'll just say you throw it down now. All right, so Jack secures the rope and throws it down. Yep. Is it a good throw? (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. I mean, what are you throwing it at? I'm throwing it, I'm leading the motorcycle, so I know I'm going to throw ahead of it so that that by the time Audrey gets there that they can catch it. 
Are you throwing the hook part or just like the rope part? Oh. Well, I guess I need to, I need to, so I want to tie the rope onto the thing, right? And then I don't want well, to throw you could, a... you could secure it with the grappling hook up there. I mean, what I was thinking was yeah, you, you, you wouldn't, you you wouldn't carry too, yeah. all the rope. You would just carry the grappling hook, and as you jump, the rope would splay out, and we could be holding it. Oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> and then we don't have to worry about throwing a rope down yeah, from I, a moving I like object that. to another moving object. I like what Herker just said. <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> So he's jumped yeah. and the rope has sort of splayed out behind him. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. The goblins are going to do a couple of different things. You hear someone from the front seat yell, yell for, We need some prestigitation. Can't see anything. It's sort of hard to drive. And in the back, you see that they have pulled out these little goblin-sized catapults. Oh, no. And they are now launching goblins. Oh, jeez. <laughs> launching goblins? Onto oh, the train car. Oh, whoa, onto the train car. Yeah, they actually sort of overshoot it a little bit, and they end up, like, a little bit farther. And then a couple of goblins pop out on top of, like, the cabin of the 18-wheeler, and they start, like, shooting. So there's goblins being hurled at us by catapult, and goblins on top of the cabin shooting at us. Yeah. You see these goblins being deployed by these catapults, and as they approach the train car they deploy some wingsuits <laughs> and guide themselves towards the front entrance of the last train car that's, that's uh, a couple of them are launched this way a couple of them are on, on top of the cabin of the 18 wheeler and they're going to shoot and they're going to shoot at the motorcycle yeah and they roll a 19 Jeez. the there's like a volley of shooting coming from the goblins and at least one shot hits the motorcycle and it starts smoking and it starts slightly slowing down a little bit. Oh, that's uh, not what you want. Yeah, it's back at the top with Niklaus. He's going to go up the rope on the cast guidance before he does that. Yes, I am doing that. Okay. I'm just making sure that's the best option. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I will uh, attempt to go up the rope. I am, didn't I have like a history, didn't I do like an acrobatic rope thing before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try to, to channel my acrobatic rope skills uh, to, to clamber up the, the rope between the motorcycle and the, the little landing on the monorail car. Yeah, go and do your roll. Acrobatics? Yep. 20. Yeah, you swim with the rope like a salmon. <laughs> Sorry, it's a 23 because of the plus D4. Nice. You swim up the rope like an extra strong salmon. The best salmon. <laughs> you plop onto the platform next to Jack. Hey, Jack. Hey, good to see you. Funny weather we're having with all these goblins coming down. It's just, that's the weather today. We're on a train. Here, here, it's your turn. All right, so I have an action, and I assume is going up the rope a movement action? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to cast Guidance on myself, and then uh, try and do this thing. Is it? You got it, you got it here, Kier. Acrobatics or athletics or... I'll let you choose between athletics or acrobatics. I'm going to use acrobatics because I get a plus one. Uh-oh. That's not good. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. That's a total of seven. Yeah. You have trouble grabbing onto the rope, partly because the motorcycle is starting to slow down a little bit and it's getting, like, really taut. Uh-huh. And it's, like, variously, like, taut and not taut. Audrey looks at you and she says, Yeah, I don't know if we can keep this up. But yeah, it's it's hard for you to grab onto the rope to start climbing up. Okay. Gabzu is going to think if he can do anything about this. He's going to say, 
Uh, Audrey, I think we need to... I think we need to go up the rope, too. And it's Jack's turn. So now there are goblins on the roof of the last cart that we're on? Yeah, and they're going onto the platform that's on the opposite side. So they're further up the train. Okay. Yeah, they're further up the train. Wait, so... So they're moving forward to the first car, or they're trying to get into the third car? Between the third and the second, I think, and they're dropping down in between. Okay. Yep. Jack asks Niklaus, what's in this last car again? Is this the empty one? It is the prison car, which this should be empty according to the intel we got. Right. That's where the stuff we're looking for would be, right? No, our stuff should be in the cargo. The the cargo is the first car. The second car is a control car. Have the Jack Jack peeks up and have the goblins already made their way down? So you're like looking at like the roof? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of them. There's a few on the roof and also like a few that have made it down already. Okay, how many total? Like five, five so far. Okay, all right. Uh, Jack tries to see if the door can open in the back. You try the door and shockingly, it's locked. So Jack, can, can he kick the door down? Yeah, do a strength check. Strength check. 17. Uh, yeah, you kick the door in. Alright, door flies open. What's inside? You take a look inside, and you see within this car that there's, on the left side and the right side, there are just rows of cages in which prisoners would normally be transported in, except these are all empty. The train car itself is relatively large. It's about 20 feet wide and 60 feet long. Oh wow. At the end, you see there's a couple of goblins, and they haven't opened fire. They seem to be waiting for something. So we'll say that's like your action. Do you want to move or anything? Yeah, so Jack will... Can the goblins see me? Is there like a window in in their door? Yeah, they can see you. Oh, okay. So I can't hide or anything. (laughs) All right. Use the cages as cover. Oh, yeah. Can I do that, Joey? I guess Uh, it's sort of hard. Like the doors are like facing inwards towards like a hall. Okay. Essentially. All right. So Jack uh, sees... So the goblins are already in the car, right? Yep. Okay. So Jack looks at the goblins and is like, Hey guys, the the, the, the second car is pulling away. You guys should, should go back and try and get on the second car before it pulls away. Some of the goblins look back at the second car and then they look at you. And then it sort of becomes apparent to you that they don't really care about the second car. Oh. They're here for you guys. Oh. Jack looks to Nicholas and is like, well, I tried. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, these things happen. That's all I can do. Audrey's gonna do something to the motorcycle to make it, like, try and run as far as it can, and then she gets up from the driver's seat, and then she grabs Gobzu, and then she's going to try and get a grip on the rope. Does Gobzu use symbiosis? Yeah. (laughs) Gobzu has merged with Audrey now. (laughs) The goblins are going to continue launching goblins onto the train in their, like, surprisingly cute wingsuits. (laughs) Gobzu's like, oh yeah, that's the thing we have. A couple of them are going to shoot at the at the people remaining on the motorcycle. One of them manages to hit Audrey, the 1d10. Oh no. And it like hits her arm, her non-dominant arm. She's like, ow. Can she still climb? She looks like she might have some trouble. But it's back to the top now and it's Niklaus's turn. Have, so has Audrey grabbed hold of the rope but she just hasn't climbed up it? Yeah. And her cure has having trouble grabbing the rope, right? Yeah. What can I do about this 18-wheeler? How far away is the 18-wheeler? I guess with the motorcycle slowing down, it's about 30 feet from the motorcycle. The motorcycle is directly below? The motorcycle is now maybe like 20 feet away. So like 50 feet away from me? Yep. All right, I'll just shoot a ray of frost at the 
the goblins that are um, loading the catapult? Uh, there's like there's like a couple of catapults in the back, and they're sort of hard to see actually okay, because so the cabins in the front. A few of them. In that case, jeez, I don't have a great option. I will uh, use my action to help whoever is trying to climb up. Uh, if they get closer, I'll try to like grab hold of them and help hold them up. So I'm ready in action to help. Okay, here, here, it's your turn. All right, I'm going to try what I did last time. <laughs> I cast Guidance and then attempt to crawl off the rope. That is a 21 alt hold. Ooh. Yeah, you swim up a rope like a lesser salmon. <laughs> it's definitely a lesser salmon. You very dramatically climb up the rope. <laughs> and you plop onto the platform next to Jack and Niklaus. It's Jack's turn now. Have the goblins still not done anything yet? Yeah, they seem to be holding their position in front of you. At like 60 feet away at the other end of the... Yeah. Yeah. Jack just asks out, what are you guys waiting for? Get him, Jack. Did they say There's anything? There's no response. You should, you should tell them that that's not the front. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jack says, hey, I thought you guys are attacking from the front. We're in the back. You got to go the other way. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and do a, do a persuasion check. Got a three. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty sure you hear a voice in the back like, Well, we landed here, so this is the front now. <laughs> uh, that makes sense. Jack just like looks and shrugs again, and he doesn't want, uh, Jack doesn't really want to start fighting them, so he, he, he also, can he ready to help whoever, uh, I guess, when uh, Audrey and Gabby try and climb up the rope? How do you help them exactly? So the grappling hook is attached to something, right? Yeah, you've hooked it onto the... Yeah, but the, is it above? Railing, it's on the railing, right? Like, so I can touch the grappling hook? Uh, arguably, yeah, you can, like, pull it. Okay, so I just secure the hook itself to make sure it doesn't, I don't know, get loose or something. Mm-hmm. Nicholas and Herker have climbed up successfully, and then now Jack's checking to make sure it's secure. <laughs> it's Audrey's turn, and she's going to start trying to, like, climb up the rope, even though one of her arms is injured, and, like, she's carrying Gobzu at the same time. But Gobzu is helping, you can see he's he's pulling along too, acting as her other arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly a symbiotic relationship. You're truly the best companion to <laughs> carry along with you. Yeah. On the two D20s, they both rolled 13. Aww. They're so simpatico. Yeah. Audrey is able to grab hold of the rope and she starts pulling herself up. She's not super athletic, so she's not like really able to pull up both her and Gobzu and somewhat wounded arm at the same time. The goblins are going to shoot and launch more goblins. Jeez, how many are there? They're goblins. They it's like a whole goblins. 18 wheeler full of goblins. Oh so. my gosh. Where's the cops when you need them? Come on. <laughs> they definitely spun out and exploded. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, the goblins shoot at the motorcycle, and the motorcycle, just just as Audrey pulls herself up the rope, the motorcycle explodes. So furious. Uh, so yeah. fast. <laughs> she and Gobzu are just, like, flying in the air on this <laughs> rope in the back. And more goblins land on the roof and plop down onto the platform. And it's back to Niklaus. Some of the motorcycle debris flies into the 18-wheeler, but it just bounces off. They've, like, seriously Mad Maxed 
<laughs> this is 18-wheeler. I will grab the end of the, the rope and just start trying to pull them up. I'm like, help me pull them up. And I start doing that. Yeah, pull them up. Yeah. How about we just say everybody helps pull okay. them up. And Roy, go ahead and roll a strike check with advantage. I'm going to need that. Ooh, nice. Uh, 19 minus 1 is 18. Nice. The uh, the three of you heave and ho. <laughs> heave. Oh. Heave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got ah! Now it's the Pirates of Falcon's Bay. <laughs> and with the three of you together, you're able to pull the rope rather rapidly. And Audrey and Gopsy plop onto the platform. And we'll say we're temporarily out of combat at All the right. moment. We enter. We yeah. We want to get out of the range of them shooting at us from the. And I, I, I whisper to the group, if if they attack us, Jack, unleash unleash the canvas and we'll just close the door with them inside. Nice. Jack nods and, and gets ready, pulls out the uh, tube. Yeah. The, the party enters the prison train car. Ahead of you, you see at least a dozen goblins. And then they they make sort of like a, they, they part in the middle. And... You see the Godfather. Oh, he winks it in. He winks yeah. it. You Badass. see that he's wearing a wingsuit, <laughs> and his he he still has his cane as he walks forward. Hey guys, this is Joey, your Adequately Advanced Magic Dungeon Master. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast, especially as we hit the end of the first arc slash season. If you enjoyed the episode, please share the podcast with friends or online. Join us next week as Here, Here, Jack and Nick Klaus continue to hurdle toward the season finale.